So why all the focus on skills? Well, from our first childhood memories, our parents taught us the value of building skills, to praise our successes and learn from our failures. Skills are the first tangible things we learn to help define our place in this world. So they become a common language in education and employment. Skills are well-defined, universal, and insightful. They're personalized for individuals and organizations. It unifies development, adaptation, and motivation, and creativity. They're a big driver in learning, job matching, and career progression. They are predictable and credible. Welcome, 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 everyone, and buongiorno. This is Talent Experience Live, the show live on LinkedIn, Facebook, as well as YouTube, and later stream to Spotify and Apple Music that covers everything uh, that you need to know in talent acquisition, recruiting, human resources, talent management, and quite frankly, everything in between. I am your host, Devin Foster. Today, we are, are tackling the top seven tips to become a skills-forward organization. Now, we've covered skills a lot uh, here on this program, and the reason being, it is where the industry is headed as a whole. Uh, we, we've talked about how, much like in the uh, fantastic television series, Ted Lasso, um, where they move to positionless football or soccer, as we call it here in America, uh, organizations are beginning to move towards uh, a positionless infrastructures, right? We are focusing on jobs for not just today, but jobs for tomorrow, jobs for five years now. I think you know, over the past three or four years, we can all say that there's technology that we use on a regular basis that we never thought we would. So how as how as you as an organization, can you future-proof yourselves uh, to, to figure that out? And the answer is quite simple. It's through skills. It's identifying what skills you have, uh, what skills gaps you also have or may need, and how to get there. So today we're going to cover everything uh, from Skills Day yesterday. Skills Day was about two and a half hours long, so shorter than the film Oppenheimer. If you've sat through that, uh, which has nothing to do with your job, you can certainly sit through Skills Day and and probably learn and, and make you more effective at your job for tomorrow. And maybe you did attend, uh, but you need a quick little refresher course, a couple clips to bring back to your boss to say, hey, we need to look at Phenom. We need to look at the way that they are approaching skills uh, and really apply it to our current role. So without any further hesitation, we are going to dive right into Skills Day with seven of my favorite clips, um, and you'll see them on the internet later, so so don't feel free to, to screen record or anything like that. But we're going to start with our CEO and co-founder, Mahi Bayerayden. And he introduces kind of our POV, our point of view to skills. And in this particular clip, he's going to talk about how skills have changed, not just over you know the past few years, but where they were as long as 30 years ago and how we are now approaching them in the future. So it's a great way to start off the episode. It was a great way to kick off the live event yesterday. So without any further hesitation, here's Mahi. Skills in the last 30 years were always really manually retained and used to be curated. And we used to use a lot of consultants to do that. And if you look at skills in the last couple of years, they moved into a different dimension because our data richness on skills have actually tremendously improved. The system of intelligence on every HR records have actually got a lot better than it ever used to be. The bigger problem what's going on in the market is there are co-pilots, there are robotics, which are coming after our jobs and our careers. 
And that's happening more rapidly than ever. And there is a lot of fear out of it. But we have a different problem across the globe right now, which is the demographic challenges which we have right now, especially with respect to the aging population and birth rates. With this, workforce is tighter in general for every particular industry and every particular country. That was Mahi. And I, I think he brought up a couple really important points uh, specific uh, regarding to arti uh, artificial intelligence as well as skills. Uh, the conversation uh, that I've had on this program as well as, you know, it, it's on our local televisions, our national news everywhere is that AI is eventually going to take our jobs. And, and Mahi raises an excellent point. It's not necessarily that there are other demographics and other things at stake that uh, uh, really are, are pointing to why we should move towards you know a skills forward approach why organizations should begin to look at that and how you can leverage some of these new tools like artificial intelligence like skills as a whole in order to better progress your business now we're going to move right along to our our next uh quick little clip here which is from cliff and he really sets the stage as to why there is all this talk about skills it seems like it almost came out of nowhere uh but he in this clip shares that it isn't out of nowhere that we've been talking about skills for a long time it's only now that they've come to the forefront so let's hear from cliff so why all the focus on skills well from our first childhood memories our parents taught us the value of building skills to praise our successes and learn from our failures skills are the first tangible things we learn to help define our place in this world so they become a common language in education and employment Skills are well-defined, universal, and insightful. They're personalized for individuals and organizations. It unifies development, adaptation, and motivation, and creativity. They're a big driver in learning, job matching, and career progression. They are predictable and credible. Since our founding 12 years ago, Phenom Skills Technology has not only evolved, but has been refined through rigorous challenges and persistent innovation. This sometimes painful journey has endowed us with a profound expertise and invaluable insights that we put to work for our clients. Combine this collective experience with Phenom's people and technology, and together we can extract, organize, and label them, building a trustworthy skills foundation. Because we know skills are the currency of work. And currency is a relatable way to describe skills as they have similar attributes. Skills have a marketable value. We can accumulate them. They can be exchangeable and transferable between roles. We can invest in skills and they will appreciate over time. Skills are an indicator of professional health and is the essence of context and culture. Most importantly, skills provides a sense of personal agency. We start with skills because the depth of knowledge and connection we have to them is well established, but it will not end there. Most people are not hired on skills alone. There are so many other considerations we make, and some of them are our competencies and behaviors, our values and goals, our connection to culture, and even our attitude and aspirations. When we look at this bigger picture, all of these qualities make up our story. It gives us a sense of meaning and direction, where we are and where we wanna go. People deserve to be looked at through this whole lens. We're ready to take this journey with you. Skills are our first step together, so let's begin. I love that um, so much there, especially the, the aspect of skills are the currency. I think that's a fantastic analogy that Cliff shares there. And oftentimes, uh, you know, when we're young professionals, when we are young businesses, when we are, you know, learning uh, about 
currency as a whole and money. We have to learn how to save it. We have to learn how to invest it. We have to learn how to uh, uh, maybe tighten up the belt around Christmas time because we know some of those gifts are going to be a little bit more expensive or the holidays, excuse me. But nonetheless, skills certainly are a currency and it is the first step as Cliff shared there. I'm going to hand it over to Kumar for our, our next clip from the next session during Skills Day. And he talks about how to build a skills-first organization, uh, essentially where it all starts, what that first step looks like, specifically with Phenom or maybe with a, a, another you know approach that you may have. But Kumar lays it out very simply, and I'll hand the floor over to him and let him do some of the explaining. You have to go and deploy it to all your users. And then based on the deployment and the usage of uh, skills within your organization, you can come back and take concrete decisions based on this data. So if we think about skills, there's so much confusion about skills out there. You hear the term skill ontology, taxonomy, intelligence, skills clouds and predictions and databases. So what is the right thing for you? So what we attempt to do in this session is really clarify some of these aspects of skills and give you a perspective on how to look at skills. And when somebody is talking to you about skills, you can ask them the right questions on what level of granularity they're talking about. So uh, if we go back to our foundation, what exactly is a skill? So we all know what a skill is, but from a data perspective, let's take a look at how it is represented. Uh, a skill is a basic, uh, most granular element uh, that could be a part of uh, what we call as a skill cluster or a group or a skill domain, but it has basic aspects, right? It has a skill uh, description, uh, something that is going to uh, represent what this skill is going to bring about in the workplace. Kumar's session is absolutely fantastic. He talks about deploying it right there to the employee base, right? Getting them on board, which I think is the way a lot of us think about skills, right? We think about the benefits that it has specifically on the talent management side of the house. Um, what's the old saying in football uh, when a wide receiver and defensive back are even? If you're even, he's leaving, right? And, and when we think about that applied in the work sense, it's allowing employees to not necessarily stay even keel with their skills because then they will end up leaving, but it's continuing to foster them and grow them. And that doesn't start with just the employees. It doesn't start after a year. It doesn't start after six months when you begin to have conversations with your employee base about where their aspirations, as Cliff mentioned, are in the future when it comes to, to work or, or their profession or careers. It really starts at the onboarding process. In our next clip, Lindsay talks a lot about how we know so much about our not only prospective candidates, but also the employees that we hire before day one even begins. We know what their work history is. We know what skills they provide. We need to leverage that and prepare them for the future so that they don't end up leaving the organization, but they continue to grow and they continue to help the organization fill in skills gaps, fill in skills needs. And Lindsay does a, a very uh, much more impressive way of describing it. So I'm going to hand the floor over to her talking about how skills start at the onboarding process. And so although this is a very standard process, there are two missed opportunities here. The first is that you already have learned so much about this employee before day one, back when they were a candidate. And so you should be able to create a baseline of information for them 
to make that onboarding process feel even more personalized. And the second is that there is even more information that they're going to or would like to share about themselves now that they're an employee, such as those goals or aspirations that they have with the future of the business, just as an example. But even if there is a place for that information to be provided, and often there's not, how could it be leveraged to supplement what you've already gathered about this person to date, not only to personalize their individual journey, but just as importantly, to curate an updated skill set for the next time you have to hire an underwriter? So now that that underwriter is through onboarding, it's time for learning and, and mentoring. So as your employees explore their careers, they'll likely look to expand their skill set in the role that they're in today so that they can either excel at that position or think about getting ready to advance their career forward. Now, upskilling can come in the form of online courses from your LMS or possibly working with a mentor, someone who already has the skills that they possess in order to apply those new skills practically in stretch assignments. This coursework and mentorship information then become a really important part of the employee's journey. Now, this is great for the underwriter, but it just so happens that you're leaving some opportunities for great information on the table. For example, how do these new skills become a part of that employee's story? Fantastic. How do the new skills become a part of the employee's story, right? How do we continue to, to foster that growth? And, and quite frankly, where do we start? So Lindsay there mentioned a, a lot about what we know about candidates, what we know about employees, what is face value there. But the real question is, where do you start? How do you build this, quite frankly, grandiose skills ontology? It's so much information. A lot of the organizations uh, that, that you deal with have so many employees with so many skills. I know in the, the Phenom uh, Skills Repository, we have over 400,000 listed as it is today. Now, that's a lot, right? Where do you start? How do you apply all 400,000 of those to your current employee base? And that's where Sean comes in, in our next clip and really shares what comes with Phenom out of the box, how we are able to, in less than two weeks, let you hit the ground running, begin to have this skill sandbox, if you will, and apply them to your current employee base as you build in some of the personalization that Lindsay was talking about, as you build in your own employee skill set, skill base, and continue to thrive with the conversation around skills. Now, before we show Sean's clip, I do want to give everyone a reminder. Um, if you are interested in learning more, you can head on over to skills.phenom.com and watch all of Skills Day, as well as gain direct access to all of the assets and case studies and things that we provided with that. Or you can scroll down just a little bit here on LinkedIn or YouTube and find the full episode there. Just don't forget to like and share it with your coworkers and colleagues. But back to uh, the regularly scheduled program here, Sean is going to share a bit more about Phenom out of the box. So um, much like layers of the cake, that's how we build our AI, our ontology, and ultimately wind up with your personalized version of it. Uh, it's going to be five steps that I'll take you through. Uh, starting with step one, which is what comes out of the box, two, three, and four we'll talk about. And then finally, that, that grand state of your ontology, your AI that you built through all your interactions and all the things we learned from your data.
So talking about the, that out-of-the-box experience, well, what you're drawing on is our near 15 years in this industry, learning how skills, titles, locations, context, industries, how all of that ties together across the entire spectrum of HR work. Um, then what we do is we develop processes for for injecting your data and learning all of that same uh, relationship uh, with your data. But out of the box, you're taking our relationships that we've uh, acquired uh, through a massive data set, uh, 1.1 billion candidates, 450 million jobs, uh, almost a thousand categories and 1.2 million companies of public data help us build this skills architecture and you get it right out of the box. So this is the step one. You're not starting from scratch. We don't have to learn anything. We already come to the table uh, almost 70% of the way there to knowing exactly what you want to do. And from there, we will build up. So um, when you come out of the box, you may have three different roles that we know about. Uh, let's take one, for example, say it's a director of IT role. So we come out of the box and we know some things about your organization but we want to enrich it with your data. And how do we do that? Well, it's not a simple process for us, but it is a simple process for your organization. As we move into step two of the cake here, we're trying to identify uh, and add the context from your organization. So we're going to ingest your data and we're going to learn uh, what, what are the things in your industry and your marketplace that are uh, your demands? What are your employee career paths? Um, what are your company's sponsored career paths versus what a, an employee has actually done? These are the things in step two that we're pulling into our system and we're applying our intelligence to. So we're really here adding your context. Uh, we identify all of the available data sources. We investigate uh, where we can integrate with that. And then we create mappings the same way we did for that massive data set in the out of the box uh, version we are doing now in your version in step two, we start to ingest that. So it could be things like competencies, employee data, learning material, all of this coming into us. And then we have to learn to work with it. And that's where we get into step three, your data and our AI. It's not as simple as just connecting to it. Now we need to ingest it, format it, and put it into a way that we can understand it in our machines. So the first step is we import the roles the skills, the employees, the competencies, all from your data set. Then we normalize it. This is standardization. So it is standardization. And this is all standard practice for us here at Phenom. Uh, Sean mentioned a number of things about the a number of things about the layers of the cake, starting with our data set, then adding your personalization to it. And we have the data for it. But most importantly from his session, what I, I want to, to stress to the audience at home is that the data exists. You have the data. It's making sense of that and applying it in a technology that you're able to truly make use out of it, which is going to bring us to our next two clips. Uh, I'm going to start with the first one, which is Maggie, who wants to really share how the leverage of skills with your data and Phenom allows you to find or sort through your existing employees for potential roles. She talks about how managers can recommend them for promotions, how they may not be recommended, but you can still look through those things. Because oftentimes, 
If you look at an organization with an intranet or with an internal career site, uh, it's simply folks who are just looking right for, for jobs. You don't get to see what they've accomplished, what skills they've had, what their managers would recommend them for. All of that is very time-consuming tasks. However, with the Phenom technology and with the leverage of skills in this way, shape, or form, you're able to filter through them and begin some of those conversations for someone who may not have their hand up and say, hey, I'm looking for a job. Because quite frankly, we all know that's intimidating and a challenging conversation to have with your boss. So Maggie's going to dive into what it looks like to go through your CRM and find existing employees who may be a potential match for an open role. Here's Maggie. Now they can go ahead and log in and create and add any skills that they'd like to with a simple campaign like this. However, we do know sometimes employees don't make those profiles. So we can actually have a call to action to some managers to see if they want to endorse employees to get the more up-to-date look on their um, total profiles. So we'll go ahead and launch that too. Now, after a week or so, I can actually log back in and start filtering out who my top performers are for those bank teller roles. When I do that here, I'm adding in things like top performers and consistent top performers to take a look at who they are. Let's find Rachel. So Rachel, um, I can see a total overview of her, but I can also see she's been in the role a long time and she's been a consistent top performer. Now I can see that full overview. I can see her full growth too. So she has learned skills she's, since she's been to my organization. She's completed gigs. She's actually a mentor. Now, if I move her, where would she go and what would be the best fit for her? This can help me along the way. But let's take Rachel along with 80 others in this search and move them into a high potential talent pool for this role. Now I'm gonna take uh, all of that group and also add them in to become a high successor for the role of financial advisor. Simply doing that can get this really organized for my future use. Before I get there though, we have a whole nother group of people that we can talk about. Um, people who have high aspirations and are 100% engaged with my organization. So let's do some filters and take a look at Caleb, for example. He's engaged with the organization. He's maybe not my top performer, but he has full aspirations to develop at my organization. So I can add him to be a part of a developmental plan for current bank tellers and add him to that talent pool. Finally, I can track down a non-engaged employees who are also not the top performers at the organization. So no Caleb's, no Rachel's in this experience um, and actually target who those people are so I can make sure that I don't necessarily add them into that list for those financial advisor roles. Lastly, it's time for a talent review process. So let's actually to put all that information to use. So I'm sitting with my head of finance and we are taking a look at those successors for the financial advisor role. So some managers can always set who those successors are. And those are the ones we know of, but we have a lot more people who can be added like some of those talent pools that we just created. So now I can lock those people in, currently say these are the people that would be a great fit for those financial advisor roles based on those talent pools. And now I'm ready. So thankfully, we are fully prepared for next steps and changes for my business strategy. My company has successfully identified bank tellers in those locations with high foot, uh, low foot traffic and added them to a financial advisor succession plan. We are ready for next steps. Thanks for joining. 
Thanks, Maggie. That was an awesome session um, that, that she had on. It was a quick one. So definitely log on to skills or skills.phenom.com to check out Maggie's entire session because she does talk about an existing role, how to filter through it, how to find people like Caleb Foster, uh, my long and distant cousin. I really hope that he gets the role. Um, but it's it taking some of that existing data of high performers who are people who are highly engaged, the folks that you want to promote or you know move to a new branch or a heavily foot trafficked branch in this instance, and get them in front of your customers, right? Those are the folks. But there's also something that, that Maggie doesn't necessarily touch on there, which were some of those low performers and maybe low engaged folks. Um, those are folks that uh, they may not have the motivation as of right now because they don't see that path. And that is where if you roll out some of this you know, technology to your organization, you, you may find a couple diamonds in the rough of people who didn't think it was possible for them to find a new role, didn't think it was possible for them to find a new location in a heavily foot-tracked bank in this instance um, and really re-engage your employee base so that you don't have to go out and hire for new folks again. But if you do have to hire for new folks again, you won't want to miss this next session, which is from Jackie. And she's talking about hiring for future skills. Now, I mentioned at the top of the program how skills are changing. Mahi touched on it. Cliff touched on it as well. I think actually all of our speakers touched on it. But we all anticipate that there are going to be jobs, uh, maybe not next week, but certainly next year, the next five years, the next 10 years, um, that we have no idea what they will be called, what skills they will require. And Maggie talks on this particular session about the use case for hiring for future skills, for future proofing your organization. So what, that when that new AI ethicist role comes in or whatever that role may be, you can immediately look through your employee base, see if it's there, or open it up to external candidates to find if it's there as well and make that decision in a mere, you know, a small amount of time on whether you should dedicate outside resources or look internally for a role or uh, if you have it currently existing in your organization. Now, I'll hand it over to Jackie to put a nice little bow on all that for us. Here's Jackie. We know that there are a couple issues right now with futuristic hiring. The first is the need for critical skills currently within your organization. The second is the fact that upskilling to those critical skills takes time and effort. And the third is now that we've gotten those two down and we know where we need to be, how do we actually tackle who the best person is to hire? And we'll take you through all three of those issues as we talk about futuristic hiring today. Starting first with that HR business partner. As an HRBP, I've just received a request to open a new job. My first step with using Phenom is to go into my ERM and start to view my current employees that exist within that role. This enables me to see everyone who's got that marketing manager position, which is the one that was just requested I open up. I can see my current employees, how, uh, well they are doing within the top skills that are common for their position. And as I continue on down, I see that some of those employees have fallen off the course of future-proofing themselves. Taking a look at the opportunity to future-proof my workforce here, I can see that we've got a skills gap among our marketing managers today. We're still missing some key information and key skills on things like chat GPT, configuration, artificial intelligence. And so I know that in order for these gaps to be filled, in order to future-proof my organization, 
I need to start looking elsewhere outside of the group of employees that we currently have. This is now moving me into our move feature or move section of um, my ERM. As you can view here, within our organization, there are no employees that have been currently called out by their managers as ready to move into a potential successor for this role. We have a lot of employees that are targeting this role in the future, working towards that goal and aligning themselves in upskilling and becoming ready for these positions. But today, none of those managers have deemed any of our employees ready to take that next step in becoming a marketing manager. This leads me to believe that we might be ready to look externally to hire for this position. And I can even gain some insight into what that might look like utilizing the hire section here. This information is provided to me based on market data, as well as a focus on our current CRM that our recruiting team is using on a regular basis. I've got 97 candidates that are a really good fit for this job, and 38 of those candidates have those critical skills that we're looking for. When I drop down and I take a look at all of the skills required for these positions and continuing to future-proof my workforce, I've got a lot better uh, results here than I do with my own team, meaning that if I can find a marketing manager and pull them into our organization that already has experience in these skills we're seeing in the marketplace and as an organization we'd like to have, they can likely help move our current employees forward, giving them access to information and experience that they have with these skills that are newer to the marketplace. After going through these three sections, I'm convinced that at this point, we need to open up a requisition. So I'm gonna send that over to my top recruiter so that they can go ahead and find a new role. What we just saw the HR business partner go through was review the current landscape of our employees, where our marketing managers are at, and what skills they need to continue to work on in order to be prepared for what the future of their role looks like. We saw lots of potential within our organization for employees that would like to move into a marketing manager role, but just aren't ready today. So we know from the future of our organization, we're already gaining some traction and having the future marketing managers ready for an open position. But as of today, as we determined, there's a lot of external candidates who might be a really good fit for these positions. Thanks, Jackie. Um, spectacular session. All of Skills Day was spectacular. As I mentioned, it is available on demand at skills.phenom.com. Uh, if you're already on LinkedIn or YouTube, you can always see it there on our profiles. Do not forget to like it, share it, um, send it out to the world. Uh, skills is not something that is going away. It is something that we have been talking about and will be talking about into 2024 and beyond. Uh, I hope you all are prepared uh, for future-proofing your organization with skills, um, understanding what it takes to roll that out, how Phenom sets it up out of the box, and how we can personalize it to your organization. Uh, one place where I know skills will be on the docket for a topic is I Am Phenom, which is coming up in April. Um, so registration is now open. I think there's a hot deal on the presses. It is early bird or earliest bird. It is some sort of bird um, that is available. You can head on over to IamPhenom.com and register. Uh, but in the meantime, uh, you can add it to your holiday lists uh, from your managers, your boss say, you know what, 
forget the uh, chocolates this year. I want to go to Philadelphia. I want to run the Rocky Steps, and I want to learn about skills, Phenom X Plus, and everything in between. Uh, so I hope that everyone heads on over to IamPhenom.com. Check out the Skills Day content that we have out there right now. And I hope everyone has a happy, healthy, and safe weekend. We will, will, we will be back here next week, same time, same place. We are going to actually air a podcast uh, from some analysts over in Europe. Uh, the Fosway Group sat down with our very own Sebastian and had a little bit of a one-on-one -on -one interview. So you won't want to miss that episode before the holidays. Uh, but I hope everyone has a happy, a healthy, and a safe weekend, and we will see you next week. Thanks so much. Bye. Talent Experience Live, of course, is proudly brought to you by the good folks here at Phenom, whose purpose is to help a billion people find the right job. Our intelligent talent experience platform, which helps candidates find the right roles faster, employees evolve in their current roles and beyond, recruiters achieve some next level productivity, and managers build better teams with data and analytics. And of course, all of this is powered by super slick artificial intelligence and machine learning. So head on over to phenom.com to learn more.